President Joe Biden has announced twice that he will not be attending the funeral of Pope Benedict XVI this coming Friday. Surprising because Joe Biden says he is a devout Catholic. He's a practicing Catholic, and he has stated through his press secretary and also in a short interview that he will not be attending. Now, I've been talking about this all week, and I think it's now manifest that the Vatican itself, led by Pope Francis, in my opinion, in my observation, and I'll be on Newsmax tonight talking about it, is that they're trying to make this into a second-class funeral. They don't want there to be attention on Pope Benedict. They're ashamed of Pope Benedict. They're embarrassed by Pope Benedict. And as, I, as I've been saying now for years, and now it's especially the case, they're going to try to make, and they already are trying in the media, to make Pope Benedict the scapegoat for everything wrong in the church. One reason we know that the Vatican and Pope Francis are de-emphasizing this funeral is that it is not going to be a state funeral. Let me repeat that. The Vatican has not invited the heads of state to this funeral. Only two heads of state have been invited to the funeral of Pope Ben the 16th. That is those of Germany, his homeland, and Italy, where he served as Pope. Now, there are about 15, maybe 20 nations who are going to send delegates, but they will not be at the funeral in their official capacities because they were not invited in that way. And I think that might be part of the controversy. I'm going to run the clip now and you're going to see it. I think that might be part of the controversy of why Biden has said he's not going. They're making it sound like Pope Benedict didn't want Biden to come. Again, I think this is all part of the play to downplay and denigrate the legacy of Pope Ben the 16th. And I want to know if you agree, if you're in the live chat or leave a comment below. I will be doing some Q&A Q &A and engaging y'all in the live chat. So stay tuned. So I'm going to run the clip from the... Uh, Press Secretary, this is uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre, and uh, she doesn't know how to say the word emeritus. She says emeritus, I believe, um, but you know what she means. So here we go. As the president said in his statement, as I'm sure you saw, he joins Catholics and so many others around the world in mourning the passing of Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI. He will always uh, remember uh, the Pope generosity and, me and meaningful conversation they had when he visited the Vatican in 2011. So to answer your question, uh, the U.S. Ambassador to the Holy See, Joe Donnelly, will uh, represent the United States at the funeral of the Pope in line with the wishes of the late Pope and the Vatican. This is what uh, this is what their requests were. This is what their wishes were. Uh, and so uh, that's what you'll see from the U.S. As the president said, so she's saying that it's in line with what the late Pope desired and with the Vatican. Now, I find it odd that Pope Benedict XVI would say, I don't want Joe Biden to come to my funeral. I'm just thinking that's not the case. 
What's going on here is they're making it a non-state funeral, and we have to ask the question, why? It's the death of a pope. It's a death of a man who served the church. I mean, we have state funerals for presidents who have long since left the White House. Just because he's a pope, as she says, emeritus. Who doesn't know how to say the word emeritus? Um, I guess I can't talk. I mispronounce uh, Italian words all the time. Although she's an English speaker. So it gets a little bit more because then Pope Benedict was confronted and asked about this. Now, the audio is really bad here. Um, I could play it for you, but there's a helicopter in the background. And I can't understand it. Maybe I should try to play it. Y'all want me to play it? Let's try it. Let's see if this works. This is President Biden. And if you're listening on the audio, it's really not going to make a lot of sense. Let's see if this works here. Okay. Yeah, okay, here it is. I'm going to play the sound. And you're not, you're not attending. So you can hear the helicopter. So basically, the reporter here, I don't know who the reporter is, says, uh, you're not attending Pope Ben Sixteenth funeral tomorrow, though. Why? And Joe Biden says, well, why do you think? And the reporter says, you tell me. And then Joe Biden says, you know why. I don't know what that means. Here we go. Listen to it over the airplane or the the helicopter noise. You're not attending his funeral tomorrow, though. Why? Well, well, why do you think? Well, but you tell me. I don't know why. I can't. You can tell me, sir. Okay, <laughs> you tell me. Well, you know why. We don't know why. President Biden, why aren't you going? Now, it'd be really interesting if, in fact, Pope Benedict somehow wrote in his will, I don't want President Biden at my funeral. I think the real reason is, is they're trying to lift up the legacy of Pope Francis and the legacy of Pope Francis is opposed to the legacy of Pope Benedict XVI. That's the problem. They don't want to have too much fanfare celebrating Pope Benedict XVI. And already there's been 135,000 people who have lined up into the queue to see the remains of Pope Ben XVI and to pay their respects. And probably by the time we get to the funeral, that number will be 200,000. Meanwhile, Pope Francis can hardly get people at his Wednesday, Wednesday audiences and his masses. And then people are lining up for Pope Benedict. And this is an embarrassment to the current Vatican The current pontificate. Pope Benedict wasn't perfect. You've heard me talk about that. But we should at least honor him as a pope. I mean, why is it that you can't invite the heads of state? It's problematic. So the reporter says, Joe Biden, why aren't you going to the funeral? He says, you know why. He goes, no, I don't. Tell me. What do you think? All right, I'm going to engage y'all. I want to hear your comments, your perspective.
on what's going on in the Holy See. And uh, if you'd like to leave a comment or question, we will do that now. If you're watching this later, leave a comment below. I'll engage with you in the comments. And if you're watching live right now, we are live on Wednesday. Um, I'll bring your comment into the show and we'll talk about it. So let's go ahead and get with it. We are streaming right now on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you like this show, please help us out. Hit the like and share button. I really appreciate that. And while you're at it, please subscribe and get more videos like this one. All right. Comments, questions, etc. Carly Montoya says, well, of course, because he, Joe Biden, he is only a Catholic in name. Not surprised he is not attending. Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden knows that his bread and butter, his legacy is associated with the legacy of Francis, not with Biden. I mean, sorry, not with Benedict. Biden knows that his allegiance and even his support amongst American Catholics in the voting was dependent largely on the visual endorsement provided by Pope Francis for Joe Biden. Good comment. Thank you, Carly. Marion Marek, also on Facebook, says, The real Pope died. He gave years of his life to the service of the church and Jesus. What do you guys think? It was Benedict the real Pope. Francis is a fake pope. Now we're in a set of Vicante. Do y'all believe that? As I've said before, I'm open to it, but I'm not an adherent. Timothy says, what did you like most about Pope Ben XVI, Joseph Ratzinger? Well, I, I mentioned a few days ago that my conversion to Catholicism happened because I was at a mass with Pope Benedict on February 2nd, 2006 so what i like most was that that moment of conversion um, but secondly i appreciate that pope ben the 16th opened up the traditional latin mass to all priests in the catholic church he met the request that archbishop marcel lefebvre had been making since the year 1970 so that was a great and glorious moment in the history of catholicism and it's a shame that Pope Francis reversed that generous gift of Pope Ben XVI. And I believe Pope Francis should be publicly rebuked by the cardinals and the bishops for his motu proprio traditions custodis. I think it's a shame. And I think Pope Francis should be ashamed of it. And he should uh, reverse his own motu proprio and go back to the permissions of Pope Benedict XVI. But who am I? I'm just a dad on a webcam. Ryan James, who do you believe should be Pope after Francis? Who should we be watching and listening, reading about for the future? Um, I've talked about this for years now. I don't think Tagle will be the successor. Could be wrong. Uh, I still think Turkson is, is a leader. Uh, I think he's, he's African, and they very much want to play the game of, if you disagree with the Pope, you're a racist. Uh, I think that'd be very powerful for the modernists to use against critics of 
modernism and liberalism. So that's definitely in the cards. But who would I like to see be the next pope? Bishop Schneider, I think. Bishop Schneider is who I like, but he's not a cardinal. That's who I'd go for. Good question. I like that. It's a good one. Melinda Demers, could Archbishop Vigano become Pope? Yes. Any baptized male, Catholic male, who's not a heretic, could be elected Pope. So Vigano definitely could, although he's not a cardinal. Let's see here. Joey, oh, oh, this is Joey, my buddy here. Put a bunch of questions before and after your questions so Taylor Marshall can see them easier. That's a good recommendation. The question marks help me see if it's questions. Sometimes people are just like, yeah, I agree. And then some people have questions. The question marks, you don't have to put five of them, but if you put one or two, it does help. Jennifer Thompson says, what if Bennett XVI really did request Biden not to attend. That's a pretty big jab at Biden. I agree. If that's true, um, I think it should be released. I mean, if, if, he, if he wrote in his last will, I don't want Biden to come, I think for the sake of Biden's reputation so he doesn't look callous and rude, it needs to be said that it was requested that he not come. Or are they just spinning things to make Benedict look bad and vindictive? Mm. I have a I have a suspicion they won't let us know either way. Saber says, I think God's going to intervene now. Francis has stacked the deck. Yes, it's true. The majority of voting cardinals currently are established and set by Pope Francis. So the successor of Francis will most likely be in the image and likeness of Francis unless Almighty God intervenes. And we did see that when Benedict resigned, lightning hit the Vatican. We also saw Benedict died on the Feast of St. Sylvester, the first imperial Constantinian pope. So there are some signs here, but again, we don't often, we don't usually go off signs and wonders in the Catholic Church. We go off scripture, tradition, the magisterium. Il Cervello Cardinal Erdo. Could be. No more comments on that. Elaine, I wish Archbishop Vigano would be the next Pope. That'd be pretty cool. I like it. Marion Marek, it's true. The response to a question from the journalist Owen Jensen with EWTN News on January 3rd, Karine Jean-Pierre said, oh yeah, this is the video I just ran. Uh, Joe Donnelly will represent the United States but the president will not. Good to see you again, Marion Marek. Remember you from yesterday as well. Here is a Benny Plenis, Helen Emma Hall. I believe Pope Benedict was the true Pope. Was Francis voted on? I forgot that period. There are many people who feel this way. That by, by boy, that'd be a bad thing to say. That Benedict is very much their Pope. Kind of a pastoral sentiment, I guess. Diane Ramos says, go back to casting lots for Pope. I don't think that's ever been done. I know that the Alexandrian Orthodox, the Coptics, 
do cast lots to elect their patriarch. But I don't think there's ever been a case in Catholic history where they cast lots to, for the Pope. In the book of Acts, they cast, cast lots to replace Judas Iscariot with Matthias. But I don't think they've ever cast lots for a Pope. And I don't, I don't think we need to. I think we can get mature Orthodox cardinals into a room and if they truly pray and fast and suffer and ask the Holy Spirit to lead, then we'll get a good outcome. But if they're conniving, if they're campaigning, if they've got ex-Cardinal McCarrick moving through the troops and telling people who to vote for, you're going to get a bad outcome. Sarmad L with the super chat. Cardinal Gregory is going to be the next pope. He checks off all the woke liberal boxes. You know what? If there is going to be an American pope, the first American pope, it'll be Cardinal Gregory. He's African-American, so they can play the race card against us. He's liberal. He's very pro-Francis. He's very globalist. He's great reset. He's everything that they could want. And that's the reason why he's the Cardinal Archbishop of Washington, D.C. He's also, you know, one of the nephews, one of the appointees of ex-Cardinal McCarrick. So yeah, he checks all the boxes. And I agree with you, Sarmad, if it's going to be an American Cardinal, it's not going to be Supich. It's going to be Gregory. Good call. I completely agree. Phantom Falsetto, I'm following your Bible in a year plan right now. Awesome, Phantom. Congratulations. I want to encourage everyone right now to read the Bible in a year. I've got a plan for you. I've got a cheat sheet for you. I've got a video for every book of the Bible to walk you through a Catholic reading of the Old Testament and the New Testament, including the seven Deuterocanonical books that are not in Protestant Bibles. And it's not too late. It's only January 4th. You can catch up. Just three days. You can catch up easy. Go to NewStThomas.com. NewStThomas.com and you can sign up today. You can do Bible in a year with us. You can do the courses. You'll get my whole course on the Latin Mass, the Roman Rite, Thomas Aquinas, apologetics, church fathers, medieval theology. It's all there. There's 10 certificates, including the new one, Apocalyptic Studies. But the thing we're pushing right now is Catholics reading the Bible in a year and understanding the Bible in a year. So if you want to join us, we're taking on 100 new students. We have our winter enrollment, and you'll get everything and all those bonuses. Go to NewStThomas.com, NewStThomas.com, and get started. And Phantom, I'm glad you're doing it. David Rodriguez. Brandon has no reason of being in the presence of a true Catholic. Sleepy Joe is a Catholic in name only. Yeah, I mean, we're not judging Joe Biden's soul, whether he's going to heaven, purgatory, or hell. What we're saying is Joe Biden, in his actions and in his words, supports the killing of babies in unnatural sodomite unions. Both are sins that cry to heaven. They're opposed to the Catholic faith and Catholic teaching. We must oppose them as baptized people. And Joe Biden is 100% against these sins that cry to heaven. You can't say you're a devout Catholic and promote iniquity 
on earth. Period. Close the book. Bergoglio needs to visit his homeland, Argentina. I don't know what that means. What's going on? Helena says, there is a split in regard to Catholics and Pope Benedict right now has as well anyway. Nothing Biden does surprises me though. I don't hold my breath. Agreed. Agreed. Deborah, whoa, big, generous super chat. Wow. I don't deserve that. Thank you, Deborah. I am enjoying these Q&A at the end of your videos. Thank you. I'm doing, I enjoy doing them too. I have a high info audience of smart people, and I like to hear what you guys have to say. The funeral is in the plaza, not inside the church. That's correct. And I've heard that the entire plaza and the streets and all around that, if it's full at the funeral, that's about 100,000 people. I might be wrong on that. So it'll be interesting to see on the day of the funeral what the numbers look like. It won't be JP2 size, but it could be pretty big. Can Biden be declared a heretic? If he is, let's see, if he then promotes sin against basic doctrine of the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. Absolutely. Absolutely. He can be declared a heretic. Yes. And I think a truly pastoral approach to it all would be to do precisely that. I think that is the, the right way to go here. Third secret of Fatima. Do you think Ben the 16th mem memoir will reveal the third secret? No. I honestly, one of my criticisms of Pope Benedict was that he didn't release... He was not forthright with the third secret of Fatima. It's one of the problems we have right now. So I don't think uh, he will, re even if he wanted to, the, the mafia at the Vatican would never let it happen. Gloria, what do you think will be the fate of the Society of St. Pius X and the traditional Latin Mass? I think it's going to grow and thrive and become better and bigger and better and bigger and better and bigger. Pope Francis can't stop it. There's already hundreds of thousands of people who are dedicated to it. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of babies who are baptized into it. There are children right now that are 10 years old who've gone to Mass their entire life and have never seen a Novus Ordo. There's an entire culture that has grown up. And Pope Francis, he can swing at it, but he'll never hit it. It's not going away. It will never go away. Never. Uh, Digu Kine, will you ever write a book about your time on the Trump 2020 campaign? Boy, that would be a doozy, wouldn't it? I guarantee y'all would want to read that one. Michael says, will Cardinal Burke attend the funeral? Absolutely. You know Cardinal Burke is going to attend the funeral. 
Definitely. Definitely. Joey Pangpara, what is your go-to jiu-jitsu guard? Um, I'm pretty strong in the in the leg, so open. But um, half guard more and more is is what I was training. So half guard. Everyone else has no idea what that is, but to all the jiu-jitsu people, props. Hmm. Joseph Silos back into the chat here. Hey, Joseph. Cardinal Gregory loves Joe Biden. He will never be excommunicated. Too many lib bishops in the USA. I agree. Way too many. Why are there so many liberal bishops in the USA? Cardinal McCarrick. He's the bishop maker for all those years. Chicago, the Archdiocese of Chicago is a hotbed of heresy. And if you do a little study, you'll see that so many of the up-and-coming bishops and cardinals over the last couple decades have been funneling through the matrix of the Archdiocese of Chicago and Mundelein Cemetery. Mundelein Seminary. Oops, didn't actually intend that one. Verbum Supernum. Super chat, thank you. Can you make a video on all possible Pope candidates? I can't because every baptized male is a candidate. I think there are some leaders, but it is difficult to say. You know, the old adage is every cardinal that goes into the conclave of Pope leaves the conclave a cardinal. In other words, if everyone thinks you're going to be elected Pope when you go into the conclave, you'll not be elected. So it's very hard to say. Also, because people watch me and share this and tweet this, if I make predictions or cast light on certain candidates I don't want, for example, candidates that I would like, then they're going to say, oh, Taylor Marshall likes that guy. Don't vote for him, whatever. I think at this point, we just pray and fast and see what happens. In other words, I don't think trads like myself should be campaigning for certain names. Veronica, what do you think about the saint's prediction about the Pope? Seems to be happening. Which saint? I'm not sure. Dana Lenoir, do you think Cardinal Sarah would be a great Pope? He'd definitely be better. I think he'd be very much like, like Pope Ben XVI and maybe even better than Pope Ben XVI. So, um, yeah, I think it would be good. But that being said... I think, this is my personal opinion. You know that I tell you my mind. I think just going back to JP2 or going back to B16 is a mistake. Those were not glory days. I know we like to think of those as glory days because we're living under Pope Francis, but I don't want to go back to JP2 or B16. I want to go back to something like Pius X or Leo Thirteenth. Strong on dogma. No more rock star popes, no more World Youth Days, no more even really televised Wednesday audiences or big events like that. I want, I would like to see a quiet, humble, hermit pope who just stands for the truth and faith and morals. That's literally his job. We don't need a rock star. We don't need to see a guy on 
TV or driving around the Pope Mobile, we need a humble hermit Pope who stands quietly, maybe not quietly, maybe loudly, stands meekly, that's the word I want, for faith and morals, for dogma. Please, can we just get a Pope like that? Do you agree with me? I don't know, maybe Cardinal Sarah would be that. He did write the book, Silence. So maybe he would be precisely that. James Schrader, Jude Law as Pius Thirteenth. He's talking about the, uh, the TV series. What was it called? Young Pope. Young Pope? Yeah, that's it. Elizabeth, so no more airplane interviews? Exactly no more airline interviews. No more. No more rock star popes. I know a lot of people love John Paul II as like the rock star, traveling the earth as a rock star. Like Beatlemania, Pope mania. No, we don't need that. Adam Armstrong. Oh, Archangel Lil, bring back the tiara. I agree. Adam Armstrong, if Benedict was still the true pope, how do we get a new pope? Would the cardinals created by Pope Francis be declared null and void? I don't know the answer to that question. You'll notice, however, that Pope Francis, every time he made cardinals, he brought those cardinals to Pope Benedict to be blessed. Why is that? It was weird. Did y'all notice that? Maybe that was just to cover the bases on who's a cardinal and who's not a cardinal. Marrow Knight. Cardinal Sarah is amongst the most conservatives, but he's Novus Ordo. He would be more of the same. There are no cardinals currently alive that would take us back to Pius X. I, Meryl Knight, I, I agree with your sentiment. We're going to need something different. Ooh, and Biondi, Taylor. My grandmother said about John Paul II that he shouldn't be traveling, that the world should go to him. Your grandmother, I like your grandmother. I would like to have a cup of hot tea with your grandmother because she was based. She knew what she was talking about. That's right. I really don't think that Pope should be globetrotters or rock stars. Let them be Peters, St. Peter. Dr. Taylor Marshall, who is your favorite Pope? Easy, St. Peter. St. Peter. He's my uh, my favorite. Melvin Esquivel, why do you think Pope Francis didn't excommunicate Biden? Do you think that is out of fear? Francis doesn't fear Biden. He loves Biden. Francis and Biden are bros. They love each other. They're part of the same global social circle. Pope Francis, without words, but with visuals, campaigned for Joe Biden. Let me repeat that. Pope Francis campaigned for Joe Biden. Joe Biden ran. Listen, the number, this is one thing that Trump kind of understood. And Biden definitely knew it. The biggest demographic for voters in America once you take male and female out of it, right, is Catholics. 
Catholics are the biggest demographic in America. It's not LGBT. It's not even evangelicals. It's not Mormons. I'll tell you that much. The biggest demographic is Catholics. And if you can capture the Catholic vote, you can capture the political offices. Do y'all understand this? Trump was able to capture the Catholic vote because he was pro-life and he promised pro-life outcomes. Joe Biden also knew he needed the Catholic vote. And so he positioned himself as a devout Catholic who was friends with the Pope. That's what happened. So Pope Francis is not afraid of Biden. He's not like, oh, Biden's really bad. We should get rid of him. Oh, I'm afraid. No, Biden loves, I mean, Francis loves Biden. Loves him. They are bros. I mean, just watch my, my older videos on this. I detail it. I show pictures. I show videos of it. Ribeye. You know I love myself a ribeye. Will you attend the March for Life? I am planning on it. I'm not fully committed, but I'm planning on it. Hope to see you all there. Jose Rodriguez. Do you think it's possible that Archbishop Genswein's new book could contain a secret message from Pope Benedict stating that he was always the true Pope? No. Because Genswein has repeatedly said that's not the case. Even though... Genswein said that there's an active, there's the active Pope and there's the, what did he say it was? The prayerful Pope, the meditative Pope. I can't remember what it was. This whole idea of a bifurcated Petrine office was floated out there originally by Genswein, but I don't think Genswein believes that because Archbishop Ger Genswein was serving Pope Francis. When I met Pope Francis and gave the book Infiltration to Pope Francis, guess who was sitting next to him and standing next to him the whole time? Archbishop Ganswein. I even shook Archbishop Ganswein's hand when I was there. Archbishop Ganswein is totally integrated into the Vatican of Pope Francis. Now, he may not like Pope Francis. He may prefer Benedict over Francis, but he's part of that fabric. Good question, though. I like it. Antonio Silveria, cool shades. I think we should give, I think we give Joe Biden too much credit. Let's be real. He, I can't, this is a mistake here. He doesn't possess the mental faculties in his condition. I agree. I mean, he's very much a, pu a puppet. He doesn't seem to, to understand what's going on. He's being told what to do. Substitute says, your word on Kamala Harris, what do you think of her? Complete disaster. The cackle kills me. The very fact that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is the vice president just makes me as an American ashamed. I'm just ashamed. There's no substance there. She was chosen because, this is going to make people mad, because she has dark skin and she's a female. Other than that, there is no content to who she is or what she brings to the White House. It's been an embarrassment this entire time. That's what I think of Kamala Harris. Alexis Orizon says, Doc, do you think 
Archbishop Vigano has some secret stuff left that he might expose now that Pope Benedict XVI is gone. You know, he alluded to that in his initial 11-page epistle, his very first one, that there is more info. And over the years, we haven't seen that much more info. So maybe he's waiting to deliver it. Maybe he never will. I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I hope so. I hope there is more information. That's a good um, observation. And I will be doing comments um, on Archbishop Vigano and the things he's been saying. I've just been swamped with all the the uh, Benedict funeral information. So make sure you are subscribed and uh, you'll be notified when I do do the Vigano commentary coming up. Vitam Eternum says Biden didn't win because he got more votes. Biden cheated. And this is kind of, it's interesting when you look at Biden and you look at Francis, you have groups of people, they may not be the majority, but you have some sizable groups of people saying, you know what? I feel uncomfortable about those elections of both men. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but there are lots of people who say, you know what? I just don't feel right about the election of Francis and the election of Biden. What's the chances of Archbishop Vigano becoming a cardinal? I'd say very low. Don't see it happening. I mean, if they did do that, boy, that would send a message, wouldn't it? That would send a big message, but I don't see it happening. Who do you think will be the Speaker of the House? I don't know, and I'm super frustrated with the Republicans right now. I feel like we're on a self-destruction course. I feel like we're sinking back into the swamp of Mitt Romney. It's just weak sauce conservatism, weak sauce Republicans, totally effeminate. No one's fighting. You know, the liberals are all united when it comes to abortion and LGBT and all these policies, socialism, BLM. They're all totally united. They may not like each other, but they're united. The, the Republicans and the conservatives are just weak. They got every single, you know, shade from really conservative to basically a Democrat wearing a Republican name tag. It's just frustrating. This is why I jokingly said last week, I'm going to run for president. It's going to be the Christ, the King party. I'm never going to be elected and just raise awareness for how broken conservatism is in America. And I think the reason why conservatism is broken is because the GOP, the Republicans, do not put God first. They play by the Democrat socialist rules. Oh, we won't talk about Christianity in the public square. Meanwhile, the Democrats, the atheists, the socialists, they have a religion that they can agree on and they push it constantly. It's called communism, socialism. You convert to it and you live for it. We, not me, but conservatives, they hide away their religion. We should be proclaiming the Ten Commandments, that Christ is King, that you shouldn't work on Sunday, that Sunday is for family and for worship and for Holy Mass, and that abortion is sinful and contrary to God's will. We should have no problem discussing Catholic content in the public square. We should be doing it more. As I say, and I'll say it again, take up space. 
for Christ the King and the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Do not play by the rules of the liberals. Of course you're going to lose. So yeah, the GOP, I don't know what's going to happen with the Speaker of the House, but the whole thing is a joke. And as we move in to the next presidential campaign, I think Republicans are going to fight and fight and fight and, and bring each other down and we could lose. And the problem is, is because we don't embrace the center of what it means to be a conservative. What are we trying to conserve? Tax brackets? No, we're trying to conserve a Christian worldview. The reason the West is best is because of Christ. It's because Jesus Christ and his gospel and the dogmas of the church infused cultures and raised them up. That's what we need to conserve. I'm not interested in conserving just like the Federalist Papers and tax brackets. No, we need a more powerful message. Taylor Marshall, 2024. The traditional Thomas says, I like this guy. He has good comments. Conserve faith, family, and nation. Amen and amen. And dogma and morals. Sheila says, I agree with you 100%, Taylor M. Thank you, Sheila. I agree with you. Ortho Christos, true story, 100% based, Marshall. Christ is the reason. The West is the best. Thank you. It's Jesus Christ. It's not because of Socrates and Jefferson and the Federalist Papers. No. The West is the best. It has hospitals and universities and civilization and art and music. All of these things. Technology because Christ, the Logos, infused it, and it became best. And now that we are rejecting the Logos, who is Jesus Christ, the Logos is the Greek word for the word, the reason, the pattern, the stability, the rationality. Once you re-reject that, our culture will begin to crumble and turn into dust. And we'll be led by a bunch of effeminate men and a bunch of trannies and a bunch of drag queens. It's already happening. It's disgusting. Joe, wasn't free speech condemned by Leo the Thirteenth? I think it was also condemned by Pius the Ninth. We Catholics, this is going to shock a lot of people, don't believe in 100% free speech. Let me repeat that. We Catholics don't believe in 100% free speech. We believe in free speech as long as it's not contrary to what God wants. There are certain things that I should not be allowed to say. I can't defame you. I can't blaspheme. These are the kind of things. And by the way, there is nowhere on planet Earth right now where there is free speech. It does not exist. There are certain things you cannot say in America. If you say them, you will go to prison. You will be fined. You will be canceled. So don't believe that there's free speech anywhere on earth. The Catholic Church, I believe, has the best form of true sacred liberty of speech. But even that has its limits. 
Do y'all agree or disagree? Don't agree or disagree with me. Agree or disagree with Leo the 13th. Do you think there will ever be unity between Rome and the Society of St. Pius X, or at least a stop in the spreading of misinformation on the Society of St. Pius X? Yes. I believe one day Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre will be vindicated by Rome. And we'll all take a deep breath. I think that will happen. Joan Up says, Our parish has displayed a beautiful framed picture of Pope Bennett XVI in the narthex of our church. Long live the fraternity of St. Peter in the Latin Mass. I've seen the same thing, Joan. Maybe we're thinking of the same place. Eliz McHugh, 68, says, What percent of the Vatican is corrupted? Over 51%, probably higher. Allegra Honda, blasphemy was illegal. Correct. You cannot blaspheme. Do you know in the Old Testament that was instituted by the Holy Trinity, it's not a different God, same God we worship, the laws were much more difficult in the judicial precepts of the Torah. If you blasphemed the name of God, you received the death penalty by stoning in the Old Testament. That law was created by God. God does not like blasphemy. And when in the Old Testament, when there was a capital, uh, when it was a capital crime, the death penalty, that signified in the New Testament that that was a mortal sin. Mortal means death. If you blaspheme in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, in the Catholic Church, you commit mortal sin. You kill your soul. Blasphemy is very bad. Jesus says blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is unpardonable, cannot be forgiven of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy is a big deal. If we had a Catholic king, a ruler, blasphemy would be illegal. Fines and punishments. Grace, of course Biden won't attend Benedict's funeral. Biden is pro-abortion and he has a great relationship with Bergoglio. Sad but true. All right, let's take a two let's take two more. The troll hero. It's not schism if you're fleeing heresy. What does that look like? I don't know what it's like, but it's absolutely true. That was a quote from Frankie in last night's live stream. All right, last comment from Facebook. This is Connor Ian Donnelly. Hey Connor, can you explain blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Jesus said if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven in this age or the age to come. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and the context for that is the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders were saying that Jesus Christ drove out demons by the power of Baalzebub, Satan. And Jesus warned them, do not blaspheme, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So what does that indicate? It indicates that if you accuse the power of Christ, if you associate the power of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, he's anointed, he's called Christ because he's anointed by the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity rests upon him. It's the favor and love of God personified on Christ. If you blaspheme that and call it Satan, call it Beelzebub, you are rejecting 
the only means by which you can convert from your sins, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who turns us to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who opens our eyes so that we can see our sin and repent and turn to Jesus on the cross and say, I'm sorry, I repent, I love you, and be transformed, either in baptism or the sacrament of penance. So if you commit blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, you have permanently rejected the means of grace in your life and you cannot be saved. That's why it's unforgivable because you no longer have the means of forgiveness. It's like turning off the breaker so that no electricity can flow through the home. When you blaspheme the Holy Spirit and you say the Holy Spirit is Satan and you reject all of that, there is no current of divine grace moving towards you anymore. It's over. You're done. So, if you're worried, this is the old adage, if you're worried that you've committed the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, then you haven't. Because you would be completely hardened against God if you had blasphemed the Holy Spirit. You would not be able to convert. Good question. I hope that was satisfactory. All right, signing off, I will be doing a live stream on Vigano. I'll be doing some more live streams on Pope Benedict, especially moving into the funeral. I'll be on Newsmax tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, talking about the legacy of Pope Ben XVI. If you have Newsmax, tune in for that. And let's see, make sure you like the video and make sure you subscribe to get more videos. And um, I think the most important thing this week is to, if you want to take online courses with me and go through the entire Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, you need to get going over to NewStThomas.com, the New St. Thomas Institute, and sign up today. All right, there's limited spots. It's January 4th. We need to get going. I'm going to hold you accountable in a cool, chill way. You're going to learn the entire Bible. You're going to learn and have access to all the verses to prove and defend the Catholic faith. You're going to have read the entire Bible from Genesis to the book of Revelation. I mean, major goals, things you need in your life. I'm going to help you. I'm going to provide all of that to you. So go today, newstthomas.com, and take advantage of the bonuses, the winter enrollment, and everything we're trying to accomplish. Just go check it out. See if it's for you. We have a 93% retention rate, which means 93% of people that check it out, they stay. They like it. And I've done it with hundreds, in fact, thousands at this point at NewStThomas.com. All right. Till next time, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. Pray a rosary every single day and pray a whole rosary for Pope Benedict XVI and the repose of his soul. Till next time. God bless. Pray for B16. Don't forget. <laughs>